Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Well, special teams gave us a little bit of a scare, but all in all, the Packers did exactly what they needed to do. 30-16, to 16, the final they knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. Good evening and welcome. It is the Green Eagle Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson, the former Packer and Badger running back alongside. And a big game for Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns. He gets to the 400-touchdown plateau. Aaron Rodgers, 25 of 34, a quarterback rating again of 128 plus, 128.9 to be exact. Three touchdowns, 295 yards. Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 130 yards, and that 77-yard touchdown scamper. Meanwhile, uh, Jalen Hurts, 5 of 12, 109 yards, had the touchdown, did throw a pick to Darnell Savage Jr., who's got his third pick in uh, the last two weeks. Carson Wentz, 6 of 15, 79 yards. A uh, kind of a dismal performance, but all in all, I mean, the Packers did what they were supposed to do. Philadelphia didn't start converting third downs until later in the ball game. They got a couple of them. Otherwise, at one point, they were two of eleven. They ended up four of thirteen. The Packers five of twelve on the day, and uh, Philadelphia turned the ball over one time. Obviously, there at the end, Packers did not. Packers uh, win the time of possession, thirty-one thirty-nine to twenty-eight. 21 and the Packers get the win. Devontae Adams targeted 12 times, 10 catches, 121 yards, and a couple of touchdowns on the day. Robert Tanyan, four catches, 39 yards, and a touchdown as well. And uh, that's really pretty much all the Packers needed. Uh, it wasn't until late in the ball game that they ended up tacking on that uh, Aaron Jones touchdown. But uh, special look. I know there's going to be a lot of people, that, and I was watching early on in this contest uh, via Twitter where people complaining about the defense. The defense did their job. The defense didn't didn't give up hardly anything. It was special teams, again, that made this thing, uh, made this thing closer than it really needed to be. But uh, the defense did its job. You saw Rashawn Gary play pretty well today. Christian Kirksey had a, nice, a couple of nice covers today. He played a little bit better. Uh, seven total combined tackles, uh, five solos couple of assists. You had the pick by Darnell Savage, who also had a couple of tackles. You had uh, also uh, J.R. Alexander and uh, Raven Green. You had a couple of pass defended today. So not a bad day at the office for the Green Bay Packers, defensively speaking. But overall, this was a win they were supposed to get. They did get, and now you move on. But again, the Green Bay Packers, because the next one coming up is going to be the Detroit Lions, who got a little bit of life today. 
And uh, now, then again, it was kind of handed to him by a, a bad play calling. And again, Mitch Trubisky, who can't seem to hang on to the football at important times. But uh, that, nevertheless, that game, uh, the, the Detroit Lions ended up beating the Chicago Bears a little bit earlier today. And uh, the Lions, 34-30, they knock off the Bears down at Soldier Field. And I, I, I don't know how Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace even keep their job down there anymore after the uh, start that they had to the season. And now they they were at 5 and 1 at one point. 5 and 1. And since then they've lost 6 straight. So 5 and 1 and now they've lost 6 straight as uh, they sit at 5 and 7 a couple of games under 500. The Lions by the way are now at 5 and 7 and sit above the Bears as the uh, the Lions now own the head to head. Meanwhile the uh, the Vikings in overtime Get a field goal over the 1-11 Jacksonville Jaguars, who brought their defense today, 27-24. So that's kind of the way things went around the rest of the uh, the NFC North. But the Packers get a win, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. You want to chime in, go ahead and do so. Again, 855-830-8648. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to do a network join but uh, we're going to start getting your reaction. The Packers get a win. It wasn't pretty. I admit it wasn't pretty. But uh, that's what you do. You go, you get the win, you move on. Not every game is going to be a blowout against a team they should be blowing out. But for the most part, they played pretty well. So give us a shout. 855-830-8648. Talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. All that coming up as the Packers again knock off the Philadelphia Eagles at Lambeau Field by a score of 30-16. to We've got more coming up right after this. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. It wasn't pretty, but it's a win. 30-16, to 16, the Packers knock off the Philadelphia Eagles, and, uh, you know, special teams made it look a little bit closer than it actually was, but Packers get a win they were supposed to get. Aaron Rodgers gets his 400th. Toss into the end zone, 25 of 34, 295 yards, three touchdowns on the day in that 400th, 128.9 quarterback rating. Aaron Jones, 15 carries, keep feeding the beast, 77 uh, yards in that touchdown scamper, but 130 total on the day. Jamal Williams, five carries, 26 yards. Not a bad day at the office. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson, the former Packer and Badger running back alongside. And Gary, uh, you know, I mean, this is this – is, this is what you're supposed to do if you're the Packers. You go and get a win. You continue to move on. You're sitting at nine and three. Still one game behind the uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, who the the Saints eventually are going to have a little bit stiffer competition coming up. But they've got uh, they've got they still have got to get past uh, Kansas City before it's all said and done. So the Packers have a legit shot at catching them and still taking over the top spot in the NFC. But uh, you did they, they did what they were supposed to do today. 
No, they really did, Bill. I mean, they just took care of business. Listen, the Philadelphia Eagles is a much better football team, I think, than Jacksonville. I mean, they have weapons. Uh, you look at uh, really where Carson Wentz, he's just been struggling a lot this year. And he struggled also in this game here. But when the game first started out, they take the football. They march it right down the field. I mean, the Packers didn't get the ball until about seven minutes left in the first quarter. And if you want to blueprint on how to beat the Green Bay Packers is that's how it's supposed to be done. You just dink and dunk it down the field. You run the football. You keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. And you don't give him much time. And that's what the Eagles were, were able to do. And that's really what we saw them do this time last year when they came to Lambeau Field. But, I, you know, what? I just say this. The defense had its moments. Uh, Rashawn Gary right now, Bill, I will say this, is playing really, really well. I mean, he's uh, he's a, a, a ascending football player. Listen, I think we gave the Packers a lot of grief for taking him. He didn't have a whole lot of stats at Michigan. But you can right. see what he brings to the game. I mean, you can see – I mean, he doesn't have a lot of moves, but what he does well, he's fast, he's athletic, and he's strong. And, you know, when you – you, when you blend that in with both Smith brothers, I think you have a variety of things that you can throw at offensive tackles in any given game where he just really doesn't need all those moves because he's not on the field all the time. So you get different things from different guys when they're, in the, when they're on the field, So which makes him that much, that much better. So here we go. PB says the defense again takes their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. Petten gives the opportunity for the quarterback as much room as they want. I can't recall the Packers having a decent tackling team. Um, um, let's see here. Wentz has the arm, but Peterson bet on the Packers having a difficult time adjusting to Jalen Hurts. Uh, defense stinks. Christian says uh, the defense took their foot off the gas. They stink. Petten needs to go. Correct me if I'm wrong. The defense. Well, I saw really, a lot of that. Yeah, I mean – yeah. Late in the game, yeah, okay. You know, they, they kind of played that I, I prevent. Think, I, I think hate the, it, but, you know, right. it's what it is. Was it the only thing that bothered me? Was it fourth and 17, fourth and 18? Fourth and 16. Uh, they get the yeah. touchdown pass. Yeah. Yep. The, four, the, 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 the fourth down, they get the touchdown pass with Jalen Hurts yep. over the top there. And Jair Alexander, I don't know what he was doing, what he was playing, but he, I mean, you got to know it's fourth down, bro. 18, 17, 16 yards. I mean, you're going to the end zone. I don't know if that's on Mike Patton, but that I think that would be the only thing that kind of bothered me in that game defensively. Most certainly the start of the game bothered me a little bit. But as we go through the totality of the game, I, I, just, I pick out two things. It is the beginning of the game and the touchdown pass they got late in the game when you know they got 18, 17, 16 yards to go, and they get a touchdown pass on that. that those two, Other than that, I, I thought they played well. I thought Rashawn Gary, well, I don't know what he finished with sacks, but I thought maybe he had like three sacks, probably had like maybe one and a half, but he showed pressure all night long. Zedarius Smith all played well. Preston Smith had moments in that game. You saw Kamal Martin come in and make some tackles behind the line of scrimmage. I thought he played well. Uh, Kiki, I thought, came in and yeah. did a, a pretty good job. So, I mean, listen, um, the the Warren Saps, the Ray Lewis, the Leroy Butlers, Reggie White, th those defenses are gone. They're, they're no longer in the NFL. And right now, you just need a defense that can get you stops and get off the field and give your offense opportunities to go score points. And I think that's what they did tonight.
Kingsley Kiki, a couple of sacks on the day. Rashawn Gary, he gets credited for one and a half sacks. Adarius Smith, one and a half sacks. Raven Green came in, scooped up a half a sack. So did Preston Smith today. So, so yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a it was constant pressure. It was a it was a decent effort. Uh, they actually, and I don't have the official numbers sitting in front of me. They're a little bit slow to load. But uh, they had uh, Carson Wentz under pressure pressure all day. Now, when when they ended up when they ended up going to Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts he scrambles a little bit better. He had better footwork, was able to jump into the hole a little bit quicker. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But I thought they did exactly what they were supposed to do against a bad offensive mm-hmm. front uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah. I don't I don't take anything away from the Green Bay Packers for for having a decent game. It wasn't a perfect tackling performance. It wasn't a perfect no. performance by any stretch, but. Again, you did exactly what you were supposed to do, turn it over to the offense. The offense did what they were supposed to do. Aaron Rodgers did, and off they went. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Chime in because we want to hear from you. Get your reaction as the Packers get a win, and they go down to 9-3 and three on the season, 9-3. and three. And when you look at it, uh, next up, they got to go on the road and face Detroit. Detroit got a little bit of a momentum win today, an emotional win for Daryl Bevel. Huge. Uh, Huge win for him. Then after that, they've mm-hmm. got Carolina and Tennessee both at home. Tennessee, early on in that ball game, they got dismantled. They were down at one mm-hmm. point in that game, thirty-eight to seven. Now Tennessee showed some intestinal fortitude and they came back. They only gave up three points in the entire second half, and it certainly looked like Cleveland took their foot off the gas. Uh, but uh, Cleveland ended up beating them on the road in Tennessee, forty-one thirty-five. But that game, that game, damn near was over. Sitting there at halftime at thirty-eight to thirty-eight to seven, uh, but yeah, it was uh, that was one hell of a game today uh, down there. So they've got Tennessee still on the dock, and then they go back to Chicago. And boy, I tell you what, that was Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky being Matt Nagy and Mitch <laughs> Trubisky. That was you knew it was going to happen. Right. You knew they weren't going to win that game. You just knew it, and I'm like, just just go ahead, run the ball, punt it away, and let your defense win the game for you. And instead, they drop uh, Trubisky back, and sure enough, he fumbles. They turn it over, and the rest is history. And I just I I just sat there and laughed because I that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Uh, as obvious as it was, and maybe not to, to many people's uh, you know eyes but it's this is what chicago does all season long they just figure out a way to lose that ball game and that's exactly what they did 855-830-8648 um on the run the 77 yard touchdown run now i don't know the two receivers that were downfield blocking but the one thing i did see I is your guy yes was one of them was it marquez Valdez scanling who by the way yeah. got killed again when it came to that drop that 55 yard uh, pass that aaron Rodgers gave to him mm-hmm. and it hit him right in the hands damn He's. That's the kind of stuff that's going to you have know, him on a highlight reel for every Packers fan out there that wants sure. to see him run out of town. Yeah. Well, you know he's like the Estes Hood. Remember Estes Hood? Yep. Bill. He, <laughs> the ones he that hit him right in the hands, he dropped. And it, yeah. yeah, Estes Hood. Yeah. I mean, he just can't cover anything. Listen, I feel sorry for MVS, but Bill, you have to make those plays. You just do. Right. You just do. You get paid a lot of money. You just got to make those plays. And I, and I tweeted out. I feel I feel sorry for the guy. And and but you got to make those plays. I mean, you 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 turn around after he drops that pass. You know, they they go in and they get another play. They don't get it, and they, now they're punting the ball. They could go up another score on uh, Philadelphia because of that drop. You have to catch those passes. You just just do. I mean, he's a good kid. I mean, he works hard. I get it, all that. But you just, 
you just can't drop those. You just can't. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, you just you gotta make those catches. And I get the angst with Packer fans, and some people go off a little bit more than what I would because, and here's why. Because I understand what it takes to get to that level. I understand all the hard work that he's put in, all the sacrifices he's done to get to that level. But once you get there, you're there. Now you got to make those catches, bro. You just, you just do. I mean, there's just, there's no excuse for it. We all feel bad for him. But I, I just don't know how much Aaron Rodgers can really trust or count on him. I don't know how much his teammates can really trust and count on him. And so when you get in those positions, you're called upon. You gotta, you gotta just make those plays. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Listen, the NFL is a cutthroat business, and that's what we're up against right now. And he just got to come through for his teammates. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six. Four eight, give us a shout uh, again. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Captain Kirk says, uh, "Hey guys, good Packers win. Special teams a little bit of a concern. You can shore that up if if guys stay in their lanes. Do you think this team has enough to go thirteen and three and still get the top spot in the NFC? I just I just tweeted that out. Will they end up thirteen and three? Sure they do. Why you know why not? I mean, who who's going to knock them off? I mean, if you had to sit here and bet your money right now, would you say it would be Detroit? Carolina, Chicago. I think the only team you, we, we looked at a while ago was whether or not Tennessee would knock them off. And Tennessee, we've seen falter as of late. So why not 13-3? and three? Hell, well, at, the at only, this rate. The, 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 well, the Tennessee has a blueprint to beat them. Right. Because they can run all, the ball. All what they got because they can run the ball. Out of all the teams they got left, the Titans is, is – and, and, and I'd be anxious to see that game. Now, we can't get so far ahead of ourselves, but – they have the blueprint to beat the Packers. They're going to slow it down. Uh, Tannehill is a really good thrower. He doesn't throw very many picks. Uh, you're right. They've got a big running back. They can run the football, and they're going to remain patient so they don't get discouraged about what they're trying to do. They know who they are, and they, they're going to. And so we'll, we'll see. And, and, and Nagy, I, I think in this, in, in that game when he played him, he should just stay in base. They three four play you three four. Right. I mean you don't you don't need to be in nickel in that at all because I tell you what if you're gonna have Raven Green or one of them DBs play linebackers it's gonna be a long day when they plays Henry shoot uh, defensive lineman can't even tackle that dude so I think you're just gonna have to play base in that and just hope that you can stop them. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four. You want to chime in? Let's do it. Uh, give us a shout. Uh, Packers today, 5 of 12 on third down. 4 of 13 Philadelphia was, but at one point they only had a couple of conversions on third down. That's why I said mm-hmm. you go back to the Packers defensively, and they really kind of did their job. Late in that ball game, I agree, they kind of played that very soft, uh, taking your foot off the gas, just keep everything in front of you type of defense. And I'm sure you know right. Matt LaFleur is going to answer to that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to get questions about it again. Matt, why are you playing soft? Why are you giving up the touchdown on the fourth and long? Why, you know, he's going to have to answer that. This is one of those things where it so- he sounds irritated when, uh, when when he gets asked that question. But I think it's a legitimate question. You know, like, wh- what are you doing? when when th- Now, he could just say it was an assignment missed or, you know, he doesn't really throw guys under the bus like that. He could just say, hey, we need to shore no, up our coverage. Or, but, but, I mean, that's really what it was. It wasn't like they played it so soft. That that guys just allowed guys to get into the end zone. It was just more of a missed assignment, or just not following your men completely through the route tree. I guess it might be the best way to put it. But Packers 437 yards to uh, to Philadelphia's 278 yards. You held a team to under 300 yards. I mean that defensively, that's 
again, I'm not making it. This defense is not going to win you championships by itself, but they did what they were supposed to do. People are still railing on the defense, and today was a defensive performance where it wasn't terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Bill. I, I don't. I I just think that people are so used to these. Oh, they, they're not. Listen, they're just not that kind of a defense. They, they're a defense that's predicated on they're gonna just gonna get some stops and they're gonna give up some yards. But I mean, you look at the total yards that they gave up in this game. What wasn't much? I thought it was on relatively on the low side for them. So I mean, like, like I said, the only play I had problems with is the fourth and eighteen play. You get a touchdown and the first drive. Other than that, I thought this defense played pretty good. And you get picked by Savage to shut it down. I I, yep. I thought they played well. Yep, no doubt about it. 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, let's go ahead and do so. We'll get you We'll get you on. If you want to hit Gary up on Twitter, it's at Gary Ellerson. At Gary Ellerson. Hit me up at Bill underscore Michaels. Time now for the first score of the game, and this was an easy one. Devontae Adams gets that first catch from Aaron Rodgers. Here it is. Fourth and goal, and it is caught. Adams pulls it down. One-on-one coverage by Slay, and Adams fighting for everything these days. One of the absolute best in football, and that makes it seven straight games, finding the end zone for Devontae. CBS, Jim Nance, there you go, and that's brought to you by our friends at Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from the Wisconsin family farm to your family table. You can check out their selection and place your order today. Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That's SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back, get your phone calls, your reaction. Packers get a win, 30-16. to They go to 9-3 and in the season, knocking off the Eagles. we got more of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone, what was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Welcome back. Packers get a win. They knock off uh, the Philadelphia Eagles 30-16 to drive of the game. It was uh, culminated with this nine-yard touchdown pass. Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. Here it is. Adams, one-on-one slays there. And he reaches across. It's a touchdown. He just charged right ahead. Now watch. To you. Everyone else will come and surround. They got the gold. They got the gold. <laughs> and they got a couple of gold star people on this team as well. They gave the ball to Aaron because it's his 400th touchdown pass. You see that? Adams was aware of it, and he made sure that Aaron walked away with the football. His 400th right there, and that was a seven-play, 99-yard drive in four minutes, 21 seconds. And uh, the drive of the game brought to you by a Chevy. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealers. Go to WisconsinDriveChevy.com. That's WisconsinDriveChevy.com. 
dot com and uh, and you can go ahead and see everything that they have to offer. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels, and as we sit here and break down the Green Bay Packers win, they win thirty to sixteen over Philadelphia. Let's get to the phone calls. People on hold listening to us on the radio.com app in New York. Let's go to David. Uh, David, how you doing today, man? What's up? Um, good evening. First, um, I'm pretty sure we're going to lose against the Tennessee Titans, unfortunately, because that running back, he lost today because he fumbled and didn't play his usual self. Um, this game should have been a confidence builder, sort of like a tomato can for a boxer to put together a complete game. And the defense played well until they let a backup quarterback run down the field and score a touchdown on 4th and 18. And then special teams went ahead and let them run a punt return for another touchdown. And all of a sudden, the game that should have been put away is a six-point difference. And um, you can get away with that with a team like the Eagles, but um, against real competition, that smacks of the sort of collapse in Seattle. And so what I take from this game is there's still a real problem with complacency in this team of not wanting to put a complete game together for the defense and taking pride in having some professionalism. You know, pitchers care about their ERA. They don't like to give up points. Uh, Goalies in soccer, they don't like to give up goals even though the game is weight. They care about that. And Petten has said that, well, you know, it's like driving to Seattle, and if you make them run, they get there slower. No, you should prevent them from getting to the destination at all. And and this time the game all of a sudden was within their reach because of that complacency. I hope they can put together a complete game against Detroit and some of the lower opponents that we have to build up to become a Super Bowl contender. But I don't like this. I think it's dangerous, and I think it tarnishes the green and gold. Appreciate the phone call. I guess, Gary, if I would have told you at the beginning of the day that the Packers defensively would have given up a total of 10 points, most people would have walked away and taken that, right? I mean, I think when you look at the Packers, I think here's here's what's going on, Bill. A lot of people are trying to figure out, is this a Super Bowl team or not? And and that's what we keep coming back to. That's what all this, you know, is about. And they are. They're one of four to five teams in the NFC that are capable of making it to the Super Bowl. And each week is a fluid situation. And each week it will change. Uh, right now, if you look at the standings, it's the New Orleans Saints. I think they have right now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the bye uh, for the yeah they for have the, the first best record for right the now, first yeah. round of playoffs. I think their best record. I think the Green Bay Packers are second, and then after that, is it is it is it the Rams? I don't know. Is it Tampa Bay? Is it? I mean, you have a couple of the teams after that, so. Um, I, I think the angst with Packer fans, because we've been down this road before, do we have a Super Bowl team? Yes, we do. But we don't We don't have a team right now where we can say, put the house on it, let it ride. We, we don't right. because we see the flaws that we have in this team. And I think, I think that's the angst that we're going to find out with Packer fans. This defense is what it is. The offense still keeps proving it can be explosive. I mean, just get the ball in Aaron Jones' hand. Just figure out how to get Devontae Adams some more passes. Robert Tunyon has been a huge surprise this year. This offensive line comes in. What what, what do you got on the offensive line? You got Patrick over at left at left guard. Right. You you got. I mean, you, you got your center there and um, what's Elkin the guy's Jenkins. name? I mean, Lindsley was out. Elkin Jenkins is right, moving all over. Right, right guards. You move right, right guards. You've got what Walker. 
right guard, then you you bring my guy in from Wisconsin, you put him out at right tackle, and that that may be the unsung hero of this offense of of all it is the offensive line is how much depth they have at this offensive line and how they've been able to move guys around and still put up all these numbers. So it's going to be about the offense. And, and and then right now you've got a, an a, a ascending Alan uh, Lazard. He played well today. And, and you look at St. Brown, he seems like he could be something or do something. And, you know, and, and I, I happen to think Tavon Austin may give this offense a little bit more boost. Defensively, he, I don't know where he came from all of a sudden. He's got two sacks tonight. You look at uh, Rashad Gary, talk a little bit about him. He's coming on the last three, four weeks. Gary has had an awesome last four weeks of the season. He's an ascending player. Yeah. So they've got some stuff going on. I mean, they've got some good parts. Packer fans just need to settle down. They're not – the team that Leroy Butler's team was. But right. what you have, they may be closer to the team that Aaron Rodgers had when they went and won it, where we just didn't know, and guys kind of stepped in and played over their heads. The uh, the Packers' defensive front today brought it from all sides while they did have seven sacks today. Seven sacks today. That's incredible. They ended up with 11 quarterback hits. So, I mean, they were all over the quarterback today, all over. Preston Smith even had that pass defended today. He had uh, one and a half – he had a half sack. Uh, He ended up having uh, two tackles for loss, had a quarterback hit and a hurry and a pass defended today. Uh, He played much better today. So, I I, I get that people want to see a smash-mouth defense, but with no dominant team right now in the NFC – and, and let's be honest, I mean, if the – let's just say the Packers do lose to Tennessee, well, chances are then they're going to end up uh, the, the second team in the NFC and not the top team right. in the NFC. Uh, but right. right now, they're number two. Now, but you Seattle, don't have to face those guys until the Super Bowl if you get right. there. So there you right. go. So you got New Orleans at 10-2, and two, Green Bay at 9-3, and three, then Seattle and L.A., mm-hmm. the Rams, tied at 8-4. and four. Tampa Bay stands mm-hmm. alone at seven and five. Then you got Arizona and Minnesota, both at six and six, mm-hmm. and San Francisco mm-hmm. and and the Lions are now on the hunt at five and six and five and seven. Yeah, I know. Can you so, believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I mean, the Lions know, have started right. playing winning footballs, or, or I shouldn't say started, but at least they played winning football today, where they got one by. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you would assume that the Packers should take care of business over in Detroit. But Detroit's always been a kind of a weird house of horrors for them. Every now and then they go to Detroit and just you watch an unexplicable collapse for whatever reason. Packers get a win. They get uh, the Eagles 30-16. to And the Packers, as you just heard, second right now in the NFC, only behind New Orleans as they climb all alone to 9-3. and Stay tuned. Two more hours of the Green and Gold postgame show. He's Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels. we got more coming up right after this. Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and you've heard what Bill and Gary have to say. 
But there's still more to be said and more players to hear from inside the locker room. Now, your host of the show, Joe Zenzola. To the program. Glad to have you. Thanks so much uh, for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. Packers got to win 30-16. to 16. They knock off the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Packers now go to 9-3 and three on the season. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellison alongside the former Packer and Badger running back. You want to hit us up? 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Uh, let's go right uh, back to the phone calls. Let's go to Ty listening to us in Philadelphia. Ty, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, it's a win. Yeah, it's definitely a win, and many times over the over the Eagles for me, you know, I'm going to be excited about <laughs> it. But I think, you know, you guys hit home on a lot of the things that, you know, it's really not too hard to see with this team. I mean, I don't think we could discredit where they're at at this point in this season. You know, they're the second seed. They got nine wins. They got the number one scoring offense. They got an MVP candidate quarterback, two of the best playmakers in the league in 17 and 33. But um, I think what gives us as fans and, and whoever watched these games pause with this team is just, like, things that we don't understand. Like, I don't understand why, why it took, you know, to the fourth quarter to Aaron Jones got the touches that he got and why he didn't have more touches. Like, you know, I, I mean, the only way I could take it, I mean, I don't understand. I don't know what they're doing up there, but maybe they're setting up to let him walk and to resign Kevin King. You know, I, no. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. That's not but, what they're um, doing. <clears throat> uh, I need to hear that. I need to hear that, Gary, because I Yeah, I don't, that's not that's what they're doing. Really, I don't uh, know. And it's, it may sound crazy, and they probably shouldn't be doing this, but it felt like to me they thought they had the game in hand. And okay. their, their biggest thing their biggest thing with, with him, with Aaron Jones, is they want him to be healthy for the stretch run. Mm-hmm. And if they feel okay. like they can win a game with Jamal Williams – they're going to let him play a little bit more. Or they're going to try to keep everything 50-50 and even the carries out and don't try to overwork him. Well, it 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 came back on him a little bit in this game because the defense, the fourth and 18 killed him, right? right. They scored two touchdowns within like 80 seconds or something like that. 84 seconds, That killed yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that killed him. Otherwise, they, they, were, they were comfortably in the league – Commanding league, and all of a sudden this defense goes and does that, and now they got to get Aaron Jones some more touches. That, right. That's what right. I believe is going on. So I'll say this. So I don't want you to give me a long answer because I want to get to what y'all said about this defense, but I want you to hit on this for me. Uh, you know, when I hang up. So when the playoffs start, can we expect to see Aaron Jones get twenty touches in the playoffs? Do you think we could expect or that? more? Because or more, oh, okay. yes. Okay. All right. So, all right. Yeah. So, basically, with the defense, it's basically what everybody's watching, what everybody's saying, what everybody's saying. That's just what it is. And we can shortchange it and say, oh, you know, uh, they they did this, they did that. Of course, at the end of the game, the stats are what they are. But um, mm-hmm. the, the Eagles shouldn't have scored no more than those three points that they had the whole game. You know, you put in a rookie backup quarterback, and he, you know, got them, what, 17 points or whatever, uh, right. uh, extra right. 13 points. Like, uh, mm. you see they had seven sacks. They should have had 10. Off, had, Seattle just killed that offensive line last right. week. And right. I've heard uh, right. I've heard uh, Gary say it. I heard uh, Bill say it. 
oh, the Packers' defense is better than Seattle's defense. Seattle whooped the Eagles, and anybody that's good enough is going to whoop. Now, I think that the defense up front played solid. They were solid, but they didn't dominate. They didn't dominate. No. And my thing, no. uh, I've been wanting to say this for the last couple of weeks with this uh, 80, uh, 83 <laughs> thing. Can we really expect for our third wide out to go three games without touching the ball and for us to really beat uh, a defense like Tampa Bay or a defense like L.A. or a defense like the Saints? We did it before without without him touching the ball. Uh, Al Lazar well, has a big game. Right. And I'm not saying well, well, I'm not saying that we can't do it. I'm not saying that we can't no. make the Super Bowl. But these no, are just but, the, the, the the concerns game by game that everybody has to see acknowledge and that what y'all talking about, what the last caller is talking about, and this is what I say. So I you know, I believe that this team can make it to the Super Bowl. But, you know, they have some flaws that I feel like on a on a on a good day, just like what Gary always talk about, like the Giants came in here and did that year, that if they get a hit, they get a hold of the Packers and they're able to press on those flaws, it's gonna be it's gonna be game over. And it's mm-hmm. gonna be another year that Aaron Rodgers played his tail off and we're leaving out of this season without another uh Lombardi guys. So that's 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 where I'm at after this game. Excited, like where we at. But it's it's about that Lombardi at the end of the day. You can't get this from a 37-year-old quarterback, this type of performance, and, and you don't put the best team that you could have put around him and not be and not be satisfied with anything less than a, a Lombardi trophy. I'm sorry. That's what it's about. It's uh, And Ty, appreciate it as always. And, and Gary, he brings up a good point. When you, and This is what we were talking about earlier. People want to see a dominant defense that's able to go in there, punch them yeah. in the mouth, get stops, and ultimately get get dominating wins. And when you mm-hmm. compare team to team, sometimes teams just don't match up well. And that's not making an excuse. It's just the, that's just the way it is. The Packers are still going to end up either 12 or 4 or 13 and 3. They're either going to end up with a 1 or the 2 seed before it's all said and done most likely. Correct. They could end up with a 3 seed, but – Nevertheless, uh, if they end up twelve and four, but th- they're going to end up most likely being one of the. They're a division winner. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But you're not going to. The way to beat teams with this Packers team is for the Packers to get up by a couple of scores and allow the defense to pin their ears back. But their defense, but the defense, for whatever reason, in those situations, always has that one series or back-to-back series where they just. They stink, or they have a clunker, or the calls they're they're running different personnel, or they're running dime when they should be running, stick, kind of sticking with what got you there, so to speak. Because it's almost like they'll play. I'm not going to say in fear, but they're playing not to lose. You know what I mean? Correct. And and that always mm-hmm. gets them in trouble. And that's where fans mm-hmm. get angst, and I don't blame them. I mean, because though right. that's we've no. seen it time and again. That's the Achilles heel of the Green that's Bay the Packers. Truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that—that's that's it. The There's not—it's—it's it's not hard to figure out. We've all seen it. The difference is that this year you've got a wide open NFC. You've got the the New Orleans Saints. If they end up tied with the Saints, if the Packers, let's just say the Packers should win out. Okay, let's say they should win mm-hmm. out. If they went out and end up tied with New Orleans, they win because of the head to head. They're going to end up being the top seed in the NFC. Not saying they should. They're going mm-hmm. to, but but they've already beaten New Orleans. So when he brings right. up Seattle, Seattle's got a good defense, not a great defense. The addition of, Lum, uh, uh, of Dunlap and, and Snacks Harrison and company, pretty good pickups, you know, but there's still a defense that's been scored upon. Where I fear more than anything is not necessarily just running roughshod over their defense, but it's Russell Wilson running everywhere because they don't contain real well. 
Correct. And and that's the problem that you're going to have um, down the line. But uh, you know what? I like our chances against um, Seattle because um, if they put pressure on Russell Wilson, he's now he can't do it all by himself. He's got to have a run game. He's going to throw you a couple picks. So that's mm-hmm. what he's turned into. Um, really, the only team that scares me is New Orleans. Now they scare they scare me with Drew Brees, but they don't scare me with Taysom Hill. I just don't think Taysom Hill can make enough plays to beat the Green Bay Packers. Now, once they get Drew Brees back, I think that's a different thing. And if they are healthy with Kamara, with with, with uh, Mike Thomas, I think that that bodes for a whole different offense that this mm-hmm. defense is going to see. If you ask me who's the best defense in the NFC right now, I would say it's the New Orleans Saints. I think they've got the best defense right now in the NFC. They've been playing really well specifically as of late, but then I look at what their schedule has been, and two times in the last three weeks they played a bad Atlanta team. You know sure. I mean? It's so sure. people are going, wow, look what they're doing. But, you know, they're beating up on Atlanta. Atlanta's a bad football yeah. team. That's that's Is that yeah, the measuring stick we want to yeah. go by? They're 4-8 well, in the I mean, season, I mean, so. Well, everybody could say, look at the Packers, who they're beating right. up on, right? Right, Philadelphia exactly. is a struggling team, right? They, they're horrible. They, but that's my that's good. my point. I mean, you're you're right, Gary. Yeah. That's my point, though, because yeah. people say, well, who the Packers play? And look at what the Saints are doing. Right. Well, wait a it's minute. The Saints over. are playing yeah. craptastic teams, too. Yeah, it, it, but the Saints defensively are winning in a defensively in a better fashion than mm-hmm. the Packers are. They're right. not giving up two touchdowns in 80 seconds. They're, they're not no. doing that. They're dominating no. games on the defensive side of the football. And that's what the Packers are not really doing right now. I mean, they're that's making enough a, plays to win games. That's a, a couple of times now we've seen uh, punt returns return for a touchdown. There's and another one, special teams. Special teams. I mean, the defense, as much as we want to round on the defense, again tonight that score looked a little bit uh, off for the defense because it was a special teams give up, not the special defense teams. that did it. No doubt. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, sure. we got a bunch of people on hold. we got Jim's in Chicago, uh, Joel's on the south side, Nate is in Milwaukee listening to us on the fans. So we're going to get to all you guys plus everybody else that's calling in and on hold. Hang in there. Packers get a win. 30-16, to 16, they knock off, knock off the Eagles. we got more right after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. It's tough out there, so who got banged up? Today's Injury Report. Sponsored by Tayback Law. Veterans, if you feel you have been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. Welcome back. Packers going to win 30-16, to 16, but who got banged up in this one? Billy Wynn, uh, he ends up leaving with a tricep injury in this contest. Equinemia St. Brown was being evaluated uh, for a concussion. Jay Sternberger, the same thing. Boy, Jay Sternberger got up on his hit. He was – that cat was woozy when he was – he was wobbly. He was like a, a boxer that just taken one to the chin and was uh, stumbling a little bit. Uh, and then uh, Tyler Irvin. Is that like his second or third one? Um, concussion? I, I think it's his second. In the last couple years? Yeah, I think it's his I mean, second. I, I don't know about that guy. I mean, I, that's another relatively high draft pick that you get nothing from. Yeah. Yep. Sternberger has not been able to produce the way they thought he would. A third-round draft well, choice. Hurt. Yeah, he's he's been banged up. 
Uh, and then uh, Tyler Irvin with the ankle injury. Uh, Raven Green uh, on that uh, punt return for a touchdown dove, and he ended up getting attended to, and they, they walked him off to the sideline. But it looked like maybe his shoulder, like when he stretched out, he landed on, uh, you know, that outstretched arm. And maybe, uh, you know, you hate to say, like, you know, where it pops on you, but maybe mm-hmm. that's what it was. He looked like he was in a lot of pain holding that arm as he went to the sideline. But nevertheless, uh, he ends up uh, getting a little bit nicked up as well. And uh, that is brought to you by the Injury Report, uh, Tayback Law Veterans. If you feel you've been wrongfully denied the benefits, contact Tayback for the payback. Go to Tayback Attorneys, T-A-B-A-K, TaybackAttorneys.com. That is Tayback Attorneys. Dot com. Let's get back to the phone calls. A lot of people on hold that still want to chat about this one. Uh, by the way, we'll uh, hear from uh, some of the guys coming up that uh, played defensively today. But uh, some uh, Zadarius Smith had some interesting things to say after the game. We'll tell you what that was coming up here momentarily. Jim listening okay. to us down in Chicago. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. I, you know, I feel pretty good after this win. I mean, we're 9-3. Uh, you know, we're 22-6 and six in the last two reg- years of the regular season. And, and the thing is, I like to take kind of a high-level uh, look at this whole thing. So I spent the first half of the game with the sound turned down, and I listened to the sister station of the score, the Bears postgame show. I'll tell you what, there is an organization that's a complete mess, okay? So oh, yeah. for all of us who are really frustrated where we're, where, with where we're at, you know, it's nothing compared to, to where they are in Chicago. Uh, you know, the other thing is the the, uh, the Lions, who we're playing next week, they've won exactly one playoff game since 1958. So, I mean, we're in a pretty good place overall. Now, I understand mm-hmm. the angst in, re- in regards to, like, oh, our defense doesn't look that good or things like that. But here's the thing. I, I still feel strongly we are in the mix for a Super Bowl team for the NFC. We're not going to know until the playoffs start. So I think the most important thing for us, is we got to go to Detroit next week, and we can't stumble there. You know, they, they got the, the miracle win. They got the new coach, uh, you know, uh, Bucky's boy, Daryl Bevel, first uh, Rose Bowl winner. Um, they're, they're riding high right now. I think it's important for us to come out and just to continue to grow. You guys have said it. You know, Rashawn Gary's been playing well. Um, we, we've got some guys that, that hopefully we're on an upswing. I am a little worried about the special teams, but the thing is, we're in a great place. Rodgers throws his 400th touchdown in uh, 193 games. Fewest games to ever do that. I think that's awesome. I mean, I, I think we just have to ride this, and we have to see where we're going to be in January, and I think we got a really good shot. I think they got as uh, a good a shot as anybody in the NFC just for the fact that, Gary, and you know I've talked about it, there, there's no dominant mm-hmm. NFC team. It's all about who just matches no. up better. And if you get good mm-hmm. matchups through the NFC, you're most likely going to find yourself – uh, down in Tampa Bay for so wouldn't that be a kick in the head for the Packers and Packers fans that this is the year in 2020 they go to a Super Bowl it's limited fans Radio Rose kind of out no in. big parties <laughs> no, you can't right? get in you can't Crazy. do anything and then oh by the way then Leroy Butler and Charles Woodson both get elected to the Hall of Fame and they do it all Crazy. like virtually and it, it, you know <clears throat> wouldn't that be the Packers fans kind of yeah. year that's a kick yeah. to the crotch yeah uh, by the way, uh, outside linebackers at Area Smith said that he, Preston, and Kenny Clark went to Mike Pettin this week and asked him to simplify things and just let them go back to getting after the quarterback like they were doing, like they were used to doing. He said Pettin turned them loose, especially late in the game, as opposed to uh, what they did last week. So um, Zedaria Smith said they just finally went to Mike Pettin and said, hey, just let us go. Uh, you know, with whatever it was they were doing, it wasn't something that they were fond of and said – 
just let us go and turn us loose. So interesting things. We'll hear more coming up in a little bit, but that was just one of the things that came out of uh, the postgame presser. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Nate listening to us in Milwaukee on the fan. Nate, how you doing? Hey, guys. Great show, as always. I haven't called in in a while. I just wanted to touch base. I think uh, the Packers receivers, maybe the biggest story of the season. Obviously, Devontae Adams, you know what you're going to get. He did have one drop pass in the game, but then Lazard with two drops in the game. Um, with the drop in the game. And then, of course, Valdez Scantling with a horrible drop, a ball that was just dropped right in the breadbasket, a ball that, you know, any of us should have been able to catch, especially prior to that that defender even making contact with Marquez. And, you know, it's it's just that's the inconsistency, you know, in the hands on, on Equinemius and Marquez are just oh, what I'm questioning as far as whether or not this realistically is a Super Bowl uh, team because we just have to see if they can make those plays in the playoffs. Team, You know, Devontae will get, get his, but, you know, if teams will double him, they can slow him down, and those other guys have to step up and – you know, what could Aaron have done tonight if those guys had made the plays? Would the game, you know, if Marquez makes that play, the first drive coming out of the second half, you're probably not talking about anything with that gap, you know, getting closed as far as the lead again. So thanks, guys. Right. Yep. No, he, he's right. And we talked a little bit about that. Marquez Vedas Scantling, he'll have two or three games and he'll have one drop, but he'll come up with some really big plays. He'll impress you. He'll get involved early. And then a night like tonight where he's targeted twice, both times gets his hands on the ball, but the one, the 55-yard pass that he just flat-out dropped. That's what, Gary, that's he's that's the reason he's getting crucified, whether it's social media or what have you. I mean, that's a concentration thing more so than anything, right? Well, it is. And, but I, you know, and then I think it gets to be a, a to a point, Bill, where you just lose confidence in yourself and then you never get it back. And and maybe that's what we're dealing with. I mean, I, that J Moore, J Moore, was it J Moore? Right, J Moore. Yeah. Uh, the, I saw him play in college. Bill, he didn't drop a pass. Mm-hmm. That guy was awesome in college. And yeah. then he comes to Green Bay. He can't catch nothing. Now I didn't see uh, MVS that much. What did he go to like the Central Florida somewhere like that? South Florida somewhere down. I didn't yeah. see him in college that much. And, but but sometimes you can just lose it and you lose. That's just your concentration, but just the conf- your confidence and the, the ability to kind of player that you can be. And for some players, you can go somewhere else and get a change of scenery, and maybe that's best for you. And I feel like right now that may be his thing. I, I just think he's lost all the ability in that the confidence that he can be the best MVS that he can here as a Green Bay Packers. I just feel like the weight – of the world is on his shoulders. It's no longer fun. Is you just clench up when you get ready to catch? I mean, it, he's just not playing relaxed. And that's what you're gonna have to do in this game and have fun with it. I just yeah. don't know how much fun he's having. When he came out of South Florida, and all you heard about was the speed, the hands, the ability. Well, you know, you got to yeah, right, six four, two hundred six pounds, but could flat out fly. And then just uh, over the last couple of weeks. You know, Aaron Rodgers is praising him, saying, oh, you know what, uh, you know, I, I feel bad mm-hmm. for him, and I, you know, I have all the confidence in the world. But you, you, can't, keep, you can't keep doing that. And, and you know, look, right, uh, right, for right. the way the fans came down on him for, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago against uh, Indianapolis was mm-hmm. ridiculous. But this mm-hmm. is the reason he's got that target on his back is because you see wide open balls like that that he goes up to get because that's what he's supposed to do. The speed guy, mm-hmm. downfield, go get a ball. And when they, that's all you're paid to do, and you can't do it, that's the reason fans come down on you the way they do. 
And that's the reason you're kind of, like I said, the target on your back. Uh, 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Let's go to uh, L listening to us in Philadelphia. L, how you doing tonight, man? What's going on? Hey, hey, thank God we won today, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm up here in Philly. I couldn't stand for us to lose at the head of these evil fans' mouths. I just want to say that I um, I pretty much called out what we should have did, you know, prior to the game. And I feel like they executed it. Um, I've seen a lot of them, a lot of men, and not them standing 10 yards off the, uh, off the line of scrimmage and playing defense. They were in their face. They made it hard for Carson Wentz to the point he got benched. Do I like that fourth, fourth and 18 touchdown? No, I don't. But, I mean, hey, the defense played well today. I'm not even going to sit up there and bag on them. Special teams, oh, my goodness, that's something different. But all, overall, I think we played a really good game. Um, it could have been a lot cleaner, but – I'm happy with the result. I'm looking forward to see us, you know, do better um, up in the next upcoming weeks. I can't wait for that game against um, Tennessee because everybody's sitting up here scared of Tennessee. Tennessee's not that good to me. They're not, they're not impressive at all. But I'm just really happy with the game and the result today. So I'm, I'm flying high right now. So thanks, y'all. El, appreciate it, man. Look, I agree with you. It was – uh, it was a team that they should beat. They did beat. They did make it closer than they needed to. I think, uh, Gary, the, the recurring uh, chink in the armor is this special team, something that they've got to figure out. And I'll, I'll tell you this, J.K. Scott's a punter. I get it. But you got to come up with more of an effort than that. Dude, hit somebody, man. Yeah. If, you got, if you're the last line of defense, and all, well, you, you're not playing patty cake with anybody. you got to at least throw your body out there and try to hit somebody, right? Well, it's just tough for a punter to do. Yeah. I mean, you you will see that time and time again in the NFL where a punter can't make that play. The guy made a great move. I mean, he really did. Froze him. Stuck it to him, froze him, took his foot out, and went up the sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, punters don't even tackle, Bill. I mean, I don't know if they're in tackling drills. I, I, I will say this. All the punters I ever knew, they never tackle anybody in practice. Now, maybe no, the Packers are a little bit different, but they're yeah, not in tackling there. drills. That's yep. it. Yep. The only thing punters do is usually they'll go and punt. They'll swing maybe 10, 15 of them into the air, and then they'll try to do some angle things and try to do some pooch punting, and they work on certain things. And then after that, usually they're the holder. So then they go work with the field goal guy, and they hold 10, 15 kicks, and then that's it. That's their day. You know, then they'll do some special team stuff, and, you know, you line up and you do your special team stuff, and then that's about the extent of it. So, uh, But I just would like once. On these re- on these big returns, just throw a body out there. Not saying he has to make the tackle, but just throw a body out there. Slow somebody down. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll get back into it. Marcus and Glenn, Deanna, cast the thousands on hold. If you want to chime in, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Packers going to win 30-16 to over the Philadelphia Eagles. They go to 9-3 and on the season. Stay tuned. More of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Sometimes you got a stick. And sometimes you got a hit. Let's find out the hit of the game. Brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. 
30 to 16, the Green Bay Packers get a win. They knock off Philadelphia. They are 9-3 on the season with the Detroit Lions in Detroit coming up on the docket, but the hit of the game. Rashawn Gary had a hell of a game. Let's take a listen. Second and eight. And something that's been so familiar. Wentz goes down on a sack for the 47th time this year and a loss of three. 47 times. Holy mackerel. He's been just beat up this year. And that is brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Uh, building and Rebuilding America over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. That's Jim Nance on CBS with the call. 47 times, Gary. That guy's been been hit and beat up. Although, I will say this, Jalen Hurts looked good. He was able to scramble and, and break a few today. So, maybe that's the reason. Well, I mean, go that's okay. I mean, I yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're just fishing right there with Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think Carson Wentz is their guy. They, their offensive line is horrible. Listen, bad. he had thrown 15 interceptions uh, up until this point, and now 16, and he had only thrown like 16 touchdowns. I, I just think they're reaching for something. I think clearly – uh, maybe Frank Wright may be the problem there that they just don't have the guy that he used to have as the offensive coordinator. And now you've got Peterson as the guy that's not really the buffer. And and, and really, he's just, not, he's just not reading defenses. He's just not playing well. And maybe they need more weapons, but, but we do know they have the worst offensive line in the game today, which means that he's got to get rid of the football a lot quicker and not hold on to it. Right. Uh, let's do this and let's go back to the phone calls. We've got Kurt listening to us in superior. Kurt, how you doing? Good guys. Good. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. You bet. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, I just wanted to kind of respond to, you know, can this team make it to the Super Bowl? I think they can, but I think that it's going to come down to the offense. The defense is the defense. We, we know what they are. We know what they're going to give us. Right. Um, we might get a pick here, and Savage had an awesome pick. Savage is coming around. So that was that, awesome. That's plus to the mm-hmm. defense. You know, he's playing He's playing good ball. Alexander's playing great ball. But it, it still comes down to the offense. And Rodgers, 13 for 14 in the first half, comes out second half, throws a 55-yarder to MVS, and he drops it. And in the second half, MVS had a drop. Lazard had a drop. Uh, St. Brown had a ball. He went right through his hands, albeit low, but that's where the ball had to be. And then Devontae, I'm not going to call it a drop in the end zone. That's a catch he's going to make eight, nine out of ten times. Rodgers threw it outside instead of inside. If it's inside, I think it's a touchdown. But so Rodgers is 11 for nine. I'm sorry, 12 for 20 in the second half. So 13 for 14 first half, 12 for 20 second half. And I think we have to go back to MVS. And he is – but we know he is. I mean, he, Gary said it perfectly. Maybe a change of scenery will do a lot for this guy. He may be catching every ball in practice. He may be running perfect routes. This may be a bad analogy, but Shaquille O'Neal shot 80-some percent in practice on free throws. You know he practiced them a lot because the guy was horrible <laughs> in the game. Right. You know? So, you know, he is who he is. And, you know, I think as Packer fans, we're all waiting for him to drop a ball. Um, mm-hmm. And when playoff you are. comes, those you're holding your breath when, he, when, he, when you see his number. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think for us mm-hmm. to go far in the playoffs, the offense has to play four quarters of really good football, and the defense can mm-hmm. kind of do what they do, be complimentary, get a couple stops, but we can't have these three and outs or these these drops that lead to drive-ending 
drive-ending plays, you know, and and then give right. the ball back over the other offense. And I think that's where we're going to get into trouble. So it's going to take a great game from Rodgers, which he can give us, but it's also going to take the other pieces, you know, to, to contribute. And even Tunyon today in the second half, I don't know if there was some miscommunication a couple times with Rodgers, but one time he wasn't looking for the ball, and the other time looked like he ran it in instead of an out. So second half, our offense wasn't that great. Yeah, they. Uh, here, here's the thing. Have we? Isn't it ironic we got into the point now, Gary, where if the mm-hmm. offense goes three and out, it's like, well, same old Rodgers. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, it, three and outs happen. I'm not condoning, well, you know, a, a bad series or anything, but but I'm just simply saying it happens. It happens to everybody. Well, here's I, how I feel about it. It's not really about Rodgers when we go three and out. My blood pressure goes up when we go three and out because I don't think our defense can stop anybody. I go, oh, my God, we're going three and out. Right? The offense is getting the ball. They just scored. That's what freaks me out. You just And, and that's, what happened against you, that's what happened to you against Minnesota. The Minnesota mm-hmm. defense made a couple stops. They got three and out. The Colts made a couple stops. They got three and out. Then they start running the football. We couldn't get back on the field. That's what you feared. At least that's my fear when we go three and out. Oh, my God, they're giving the ball back to these guys. Right. That's my fear. I, I just Today, when it came to third down percentage, Philadelphia was 31%. They were 4-13. Well, Bill, you said, something, you said something last week that I thought that was really poignant. And when I think you said, but then sometimes this offense gets into a situation where they get stagnant or yeah. it, it just doesn't feel right or it just doesn't look right or it just – and then they go through those kind of ups and downs. And, oh, and I think I think you said then Rodgers start pressing and then – Yeah. And and that happens. Yep. Absolutely. That I, happens through the course of a game. It does. Yep. I completely agree. Here's the thing. Remember – Early on in this game, Aaron Jones fumbled away uh, a pitch. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was sacked. You know that that first that that first big drive. That was I mean, the first drive. That yeah. was that was a three and out. Nobody was complaining then. Yeah. Packers come well, back. They go on a long drive. They get a score. But Philadelphia, they 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 ended up getting a first down on a fir- what was it uh, a third and four, uh, and they on their own sixteen they ended up picking up a first down. It was also remember Kenny Clark was in the neutral zone in that particular one. So they get a first right. down, and right after that, the Packers' defense did their job. They go three and out right after that. Mm-hmm. Had it not been for the neutral zone lining up, they, they did their job. It's it's what you're expecting them to do, though. And later later in that third quarter, Philadelphia got a couple of first downs, but after that it was a three and out. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. they So they did their job. They just didn't do it in some key moments where people go, to me it was they took their foot off the gas. They didn't stick with what kind of what got them there, so to speak, and that's what mm-hmm. I think drives no. fans more than, more crazy more than anything. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to Mark in Glendale real quick. Mark, how you doing? Hey, Bill and Gary, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, buddy, doing well. Gary, this is your fellow birthday, July seventeenth friend in, in Glendale, Mark. A um, couple comments about tonight's game. What I really like about the Packers' offense lately is. When they had the fourth and one at the goal line, after Devontae Adams was stopped at the one-yard line on a pass, they didn't and they haven't been running up the gut and getting stuffed on fourth and one. They threw that little out pattern to Devontae Adams. He caught for a touchdown. I really like that. You know, I was watching the end of the Bear game today. David Montgomery, fourth and one, he got stuffed. 
And I really like the Packers' aggressiveness in situations like that and their creativity. Um, you know, I understand the, not so much they took the pedal off the metal, but what they were able to do, okay, I know, you know, the 77-yard run by Aaron Jones broke it open, but they have been somewhat aggressive. You know, like they finished the game out against the Bears, and today, you know, when they were only up uh, 23-16, um, they kept moving. Uh, you know, they were picking up first downs. They weren't just running to kill the clock, two yards here, two yards here, two yards here, and punting. They've been aggressive. They can't, you know, maybe they played a perfect game offensively against the Bears, but I know they had some drops today, but um, overall, I mean, you know, to win a game like that, and I know Philadelphia's not that good, but these guys are still professionals. They're going to come there and give them a, a tough game, but it was still impressive to me. Uh, and, you know, the defense, uh, I, I don't give Kevin King, I guess, enough credit on TV. They're, you know, really pumping him up. I was disappointed last year in Rashawn Gary. I think he's really stepped up his game. But I want to ask you, um, I know both uh, running backs, I believe, are, are free agents at the end of the year, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. I hate to lose either one of them. And I think also uh, Corey, uh, the center, um, uh, is a... Uh, Free agent, yeah. I'm sorry for forgetting What are they going to do? I, I hope they don't. You know, uh, they need to sign their center. And is it probable that can they work it out financially? I mean, I, I would. Hate, I know running backs have a certain shelf life. I hate to lose Aaron Jones or Smallings, but I mean, this guy Aaron Jones is, I think, a premier, one of the five or six best backs uh, in the league. And the other question I have for you, I saw a number 70 or 71 in that right tackle for the Packers. I was wondering, is that Ricky Wagner or is that somebody that they had brought in off the, uh, reserve squad this week? I know they had signed somebody brought him in and I was just wondering who that was. 71's Ricky Wagner. Yeah. 71's Ricky Wagner. Yeah. You know, Elgin Jenkins was a second round pick and two of his college teammates were AJ Jones or AJ Brown, I should say, and DK Metcalf. And they signed him. And, you know, uh, look how valuable this guy has been. I also ask, where did Lucas Patrick come from? <laughs> where, where did he come out of? He was right. a college free agent years ago. I mean, out of Duke. Mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate the phone call. We, we got to run because we got to get to Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, he was a, a free agent out of Duke. Some of the stuff you touched on, we're going to talk about, dude. Let's do this. So when we're going to come back, right. we're going to hear part of what Aaron Rodgers had to say. Packers get to win 30-16. to 16. More of the Green and Gold Postgame Show next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Stepping back and going for the end zone. Wide open, Tanyan has another touchdown. 25 yards to Robert Tanyan, or as Nathaniel Hackett called him, Bobby. Or as Aaron Rodgers calls him, Bobby. Everybody calls him Bobby. Everybody calls him Bobby now. I I don't know. It's because Aaron started that, I guess, in his uh, pressers. So that is uh, Jim Nance talking about the touchdown to Tanya. Packers get the win 30-16. to They knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. He's Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels. Speaking of the quarterback, the quarterback speaking to the media after the ball game. And Aaron Rodgers brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds. Robert Hack Diamonds, where they always pay green for your gold. Go to Robert Hack. H-A-A-C-K, roberthackdiamonds.com. That is roberthackdiamonds.com. Here's the quarterback. 
There you go, Aaron Rodgers after the ball game, collecting his 400th touchdown pass and celebrating with Alan Lazard, putting the crown on his head figuratively. Let's do this. We'll step away. Another hour of the Green and Gold postgame show. Packers are going to win 30-16 to over the Philadelphia Eagles. we got more right after this. Station Strong, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. 30 to 16. The Green Bay Packers get a win. They go to 9 and 3. They are one game behind New Orleans for the top spot in the NFC. Again, 30 to 16, the final. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellison, a former Packer and Badger running back alongside. We are glad you are with us tonight. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Chime in. We would love to hear from you. Aaron Rodgers, with his 400th career touchdown pass, which came in that nine-yard touchdown catch by Devontae Adams, who then uh, took it five more yards into the end zone. It was uh, Rodgers' third touchdown pass of the game. He finishes 25 of 34, 295 yards, three touchdowns, not a pick. He gets to 400 touchdown passes in only his 193rd career game, which beats Drew Brees' record of 205. So basically, twelve, almost a full season, 12 more games it took Drew Brees to get to his 400th, who was the leader. And perhaps as the article goes, it's more astounding that Rodgers only has 88 career picks. And at 37 years old, it's possible, Gary, that he could end his career with fewer than 100 interceptions. And some of the other guys that's in that club for 400 touchdown passes, obviously uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Dan Marino, and Philip Rivers have uh, substantially, you know, more. But nevertheless, I mean, that's astounding when you start to look at the 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 the, the air that he is in, the rarefied air that he is in. I mean, but we always knew that he was, you know, in that category with, oh, with yeah. those guys. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you just look at, and and whether people like it or not, but you just look at how prolific the offenses were that with Mike McCarthy. I mean, that just, right. I mean, he did all that under Mike McCarthy. I mean, that's where those records came with. And mm-hmm. he talked about, I think he talked about James Jones on his 100th. Uh, I mean, those offenses was absolutely uh, in- incredible. I know we had David back to her on our show last week, and he talked a little bit about that offense, although just how difficult that offense was because everything was predicated on you beating your man one-on-one. And that includes the offensive right. linemen, obviously, because they left out to dry. And then that includes Aaron Rodgers, you know, back there holding on to the football, trying to wait till these guys get open. Right. But I, I think that just goes to show you how prolific the offense was that he that he played in under, um, under Mike McCarthy. How much credit? Should Mike McCarthy get? I set myself up for that, didn't I? 
Yes, you did. But I, I, it's, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's obviously Mike had a system that worked with the talent that he had. And you give Mike credit mm-hmm. in that regard because, you know, and I'll never forget the conversation I had, you know, last year with Greg Jennings at Super Bowl when Greg said, look, you fought as a receiver because you had to. Because if you didn't, you weren't right. getting the ball. Because James was right. good, Donald was good, Greg was, you know, talked about himself being good, Jordy was good. I mean, mm-hmm. if you didn't fight Jer- Jermichael, if you didn't fight, you didn't get the ball because he didn't have to come no. to you because everybody else was right. good too. Right. So, I mean, I guess I, I, in essence, when, when when Aaron told me years ago, I said, why are you going 20 yards downfield on third and one? It's maddening. He says, because all I look for is the matchup. I'm right. going where the weakest matchup is, and that's going to be my right. guy. So if they put somebody weak on my guy, I'm going where my where the weakest matchup is, and and that was kind of the Mike McCarthy offense. It was Aaron, go be smart, figure out the matchup, and go do your thing. Mm-hmm. And right. so on one hand, we can say McCarthy. People criticize McCarthy; he's an idiot, and this and that. Okay, whatever. But on the other hand, Mike knew enough to say, Aaron, go be smart, go be the smartest guy in the room. Just go make it happen because you can. Right. Because the right. talent, we got there. ball players, and we got ball players that right. can do it absolutely. And yeah. it was when the talent began to erode that Mike didn't adapt, and and that mm-hmm. that you can say was probably Correct. more on Mike, but um, mm-hmm. because you can't run the same offense when you don't have the same talent, that I completely agree with. Right. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight. Thus, that's why we have Matt Lafleur. Right, because you know, you know, Aaron's sitting there going, "We don't, we don't have the same talent." And no, we don't no, we don't no. draw up these plays. We're not doing you know a misdirection. We're not doing a lot of this you know RPO stuff. We're not we're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. We're just still doing the same stuff we did when we had five wide receivers that could just go up and get a ball. And and right. that was where I think Aaron's frustration began to boil mm-hmm. over. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. We're going to hear from Devonte Adams coming up here in a little bit as the receiver of that four hundredth touchdown uh, pass from Aaron Rodgers but uh, and he's really the one that made it happen I mean it was a nine yard touchdown pat, uh, catch but really he took the pass at the line of scrimmage and ran through Darius Slay uh, for the final five yards and ended up taking it into the end zone but you know that's that's how you get touchdown passes you just mm-hmm. get it to the guy that can go be a playmaker and trust right. your guys to do that thing so uh, eight five five eight three zero eight six four. So I put up the question. I said the Packers end up uh, twelve and four, thirteen and three, and why? And people are going crazy, okay, and saying, "Look, this is a why? win." Well, this is a win. It doesn't matter what they do, whether they go twelve and four, thirteen and three. It's the same old thing. They're, you know, and on and on and on. Um, and it's 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 like everybody is just a believer in they're not going to win a Super Bowl, so don't get geeked up about the regular season. You know what I mean? Well, because, well, well, Bill, I mean, and and it's it, it's tough, and and I know there, are a lot of other fan bases would love to be in our shoes, but I think if you just, it's just if you look at just over the last what thirty years, the history of the Green Bay Packers, you've got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back, and you have two Super Bowls to show for it, but you sure have a lot of NFC title games, right? I mean, you you just been and, and you just have not been able to get as many Super Bowls as you would like. Uh, you were there when Brett Favre threw the pass uh, to Donald Driver and they picked it off with, with the mm-hmm. New York Giants, right? Yep. Uh, was that NFC Championship game? Was that one? Yep, oh, that was the I NFC mean, Championship game. against. Uh, uh, that was his last pass as a Green the Bay Giants? Packer. Yep. Oh, was it really? An yep. interception? Yep. Oh, wow. I mean, I mean, you you were you were there, the, the Seattle game, right? 
in yep. Seattle. That was another NFC Championship game. Yeah. I mean, yep. the Packer fans, and I don't want to say they're, they're jaded, but they've seen this, you know, 26 years. Mm-hmm. I, no, so I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's, it's when you don't have everything just dominant. But I just remember, I remember when, I remember doing the postgame show when the Packers were hoisting the trophy. Uh, I was down in Dallas. We were all down in Dallas. You guys were there. We yeah. were all down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Down mm-hmm. in Dallas, and I remember doing the postgame show on the network, and I, I could not believe instead of this just joyous jubilation from call after call after call after call about where you were, what you were doing, how you were celebrating, there were people calling up going, well, it doesn't matter. It was a magic carpet ride. They got lucky. Um, I mean, it was Packers fans. And they won't be able to do it. They're not going to be able to replicate it. They can't do it twice. You know, well, they can prove it to me if they do it twice. And I'm, I'm like, can you just not enjoy it? You're, this team's going to end up 12-4 and four or 13-3. and three. And when you look at, the, look at it in the grandest of schemes, when you, when you sit here and say, okay, how good are they? Well, l- let's be honest. I mean, what do they got, like six total losses in two years under the head coach, Matt LaFleur? That's not a bad way to go. When you think about it, yeah, I mean, it's a. I mean, I get where people are coming from, but it's right, six losses in two yeah. years. It's it's Super Bowl. You, that you're, you're right. You're you Super Bowls, and you heighten the awareness of Packer fans when you drafted Jordan Love, right? Which signifies the the beginning of the end of Aaron Rodgers. If they would be sitting here at nine and three, but would not have drafted Jordan Love, but say they drafted Patrick Queen, the defense is just better. But if you got a people, rookie, I think people wouldn't be they wouldn't be freaking out as much. I I think so too. I think they so too. Be. Yeah, I I think you're, you're because you're always going to ask about if they don't win the Super Bowl, you're going to ask about what could have been, mm-hmm. and that that is going to be the albatross around Gutekunst's neck for a long time, at least until this team gets mm-hmm. back into a Super Bowl. That is going to be the mm-hmm. albatross around his neck. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the PR nightmare that that team is going to have to deal with for the for front office-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Devontae Adams, we're going to hear from him coming up. Also, the head coach, Matt LaFleur, coming up. Got our MVP coming up. Stay tuned. we got a lot more. And Mike Clemens will be coming up. we got a lot more coming up in this hour. More of the Green and Gold Postgame Show next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Adams, one-on-one slays there, and he reaches across. It's a touchdown. He just charged right ahead. Now watch. To you, everyone else will come and surround. They got the gold. They got the gold. (laughs) And they got a couple of gold star people on this team as well. They gave the ball to Aaron because it's his 400th touchdown pass. You see that? Adams was aware of it, and he made sure that Aaron walked away with the football. Jim Nance, Tony Romo there on the call. Aaron Rodgers gets to his 400th touchdown. Packers got to win 30-16. to They knock off Philadelphia. Packers are 9-3. They are second only behind the New Orleans Saints, who are 10-2 in the NFC. They stand alone, by the way, at 9-3. As earlier today, Seattle ended up getting knocked off. Uh, the Seahawks ended up getting beat today. So uh, with the Seahawks getting beat, 
uh, by the Giants, by the way. The Giants go East Coast to West Coast. scoring game. Yeah, in a 17-12 affair, uh, the Giants go and, and steal a win from the Seattle Seahawks, who may have been overlooking them a little bit. So uh, so now the Packers stand alone uh, as second in the NFC, only behind New Orleans. So the voice you hear, Gary Ellerson, I'm Bill Michaels. Devontae Adams met with the media as he was the receiver on the 400th ever touchdown pass by one Aaron Rodgers. Here's what he had to say. There you go, Devontae Adams after the ball game. And we're going to talk with Mike Clements, our Green and Gold Insider, when we come back. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. I got an email here during the the, the Devontae Adams. Uh, just real quick uh, about how bad the defense is, and they keep letting them go down the field. They keep letting them score, and the Packers need to score 35 a game just to win ball games. So I went back, over the last five games, the Pack, think about this for a minute. The Packers' defense is giving up 19.6 points per game. So the necessity to say they have to score 35 or they're not going to win, yeah, it's for some of this season it's been, you know, you want to get up to 30. But over the last five games, the defense, not special teams and such, but the defense has only given up 19.6 points per game in average. Some of those teams, not very good, I admit, but that's all they're giving up. It's not like they're giving up 35 Well, you game, play so. who's on your schedule. I mean, right. That is what it is. Right. right. Bill? But I just I wanted to point no that out. that did. That the mm-hmm. defense has played a little bit better as of late. Let's do this. We'll talk with Mike Clements when we come back. More of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Diving interception. Savage, who had two on Sunday night, his first two of the season, now gives him three in a seven-day stretch. Football's an imperfect game. I made plenty of mistakes tonight. Thankfully, we have the players that go out, go out there and are able to overcome my, my mistakes. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur after the ball game. Glad you're back with us. Packers going to win 30-16. to I'm Bill Michaels alongside Gary Ellerson, former Packer and Badger running back, and uh, joining us now from Lambeau, our good buddy uh, Mike Clemens. Michael, how you doing? Good, Bill. I thought it was an entertaining game. You know, twists and turns, slow start in the first quarter. Eagles come out with a 15-play drive, have to settle for the field goal, but they dominated the possession. That's one way to beat the Packers, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. But then big plays in the second half, like Aaron Jones, who busts one up the left-hand sidelines right in front of the Packers bench there. 77-yard touchdown run. It went down the game book down the left sideline. And Aaron Jones asked, was that the longest run of your career? Uh, definitely. Uh, we, we ran a similar play uh, the play before, and I felt like I uh, was close to breaking it. Somebody just got a hand on me. And uh, Aaron called a, a similar play in the huddle, and um, I knew if it was – if I if I seen a little crease, I'd be able to break it. And um, on that run, I, I have to give credit to my teammates. You know, they without them, I wouldn't have been able to finish that run with uh, Lazard, uh, uh, MVS, and Bobby finishing downfield. And as soon as I turn around in the end zone, all my teammates are there. So I know they were all hustling, getting blocks and things like that. So without them, it wouldn't have been possible.
Bill? Okay, there you go. Okay, I thought there was more to that. I was I could hear chairs squeaking. So look, Mike, uh, that was big run, no doubt about it. Aaron Jones, he he did a lot of that himself. We saw that uh, David Bakhtiari was even downfield alongside him on that one. Yeah, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers, big night for him. His four hundredth career touchdown to Devontae Adams. Um, you know, Rodgers was just in the zone. The ninety-nine yard drive, and they start at their own one. He hits Devontae for 40 yards. He hits Alan Lazard for 30 yards. And then he lines up, and Devontae's off there on the left-hand side. Hits him for with a nine-yard touchdown. Ends up being Aaron Rodgers' 400th career touchdown. Only the seventh NFL quarterback to do that. He's done it the fastest. And, you know, Devontae giving him the ball in the end zone. And Aaron talking about him. He was sort of laying down on the turf there after the touchdown. Yeah, I was thinking, get up, man. Get up. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, but it, it was... Uh was a cool moment and again to throw it to him he did all the work you know um, I look at uh, you know I feel like my hundred touchdown was a really good throw to JJ on the seam route the other ones weren't extremely difficult uh, touchdown uh, throws um, but I am uh, I'm proud of the number thrown to a lot of guys over the years who've been a part of that 400 number I was just talking to Ravel in the locker room. You know, he was congratulating me and said he was happy to have one of those 400. Um, and I remember it distinctly against the Saints. Um, what I saw was pre-snap, there was two guys basically lined up real low uh, over uh, Devontae. And I can't remember if it was Allen, I think it maybe in the slot. And as, as he came in motion, I saw the one guy running with him and the other guy backing off of, uh, of Tay. Darius backed off of Tay. So I felt like I could maybe squeeze it past Barnett's uh, arms there quickly, and Tay would have kind of the whole field to run it in, and that's what happened. That's what he did. You know, Mike, it's interesting because the the big milestone for Aaron Rodgers, but nationally it's all about the benching of Carson Wentz. It is. And, Bill, I thought somewhere there in the third quarter, the Eagles' defense started to let up a little bit, and – you know, I Jim Schwartz has got a good defense. You got Brandon Graham over there, and you got Fletcher Cox. Uh, that's a, you saw pressure on Rodgers, particularly at the start of the game. But I started to see them let up. And the next time that Doug Peterson got the ball, he benches Carson Wentz. He brings in Jalen Hurts, and he was asked after the game, you know, did taking Jalen Hurts with the 53rd pick in the second round overall crush Carson Wentz' confidence this year? I told you this week that, um, you know, I was definitely on board with the, with the pick. Um, I've told you that we always look at the, the position, quarterback position each year. Um, and we try to add, you know, we try to add value and talent. And, that, and that's, you know, you guys have been around me and, and, and you know that, that, that you know, uh, every position uh, we've got to try to, if we can, if we can provide a starter at a position, or we can provide quality backups, that's what we got to do. And and um, you know that's what we did in this case. So, Mike, uh, when you know they talk about the benching there and and what the Eagles were able to do and really not able to do, Carson Wentz, did he know? I mean, did he have an inkling? Was this something that was in the plans, or did did he, did he see it coming? No, there's been a couple of games where they brought in Jalen Hurts for a couple of plays kind of like a wildcat type of approach. But, you know, Wentz um, holding on to the ball, not, you know, a banged-up offensive line, still not familiar with his receivers. 
But then he was asked after the game, did he know that Jalen was going to come in to replace him? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what the, the plan was fully. I was just told he was going in for the next play and next series. So I didn't really know what was going on there. But obviously that's that's frustrating uh, as a competitor and um, just the, the personality that I have. You know, I want to be the guy out there. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, they made the call today. And um, at the end of the day, we lost. As a team, we lost. And, and that's what I think, for me, I'm most frustrated about. Um, you know, I, I don't like where we're at this season um, record-wise. And, uh, I know I can play better, and we can all be better going forward. I, I guess, look, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts had a shot to come in and at least uh, make it a little bit closer. He gave them a different look anyway, Mike, by running the football. He's, a kid is big. He's fast. He showed the arm. He got the touchdown. He got help on special teams with the 73-yard punt return from Rieger, the rookie, the wide receiver. As the game wore on, you saw, though, what it means to be in the NFL. This kid, you know, played out of Alabama, you know, and ending the game with that pick to Darnell Savage, who just was flying in the air to get that ball. I don't know how he got it. But I'll tell you what, for my money, I think Jalen Hurts is probably going to be your starter next week. He talked about getting his shot today to win the game. Any experience and any opportunity to touch the field, it only kind of raises the value of that player. Um, It's kind of been that way all year. You know, today, Coach gave me that opportunity, you know, with all my heart, had every intention on coming in and, and getting it done and winning the game, but we came up short. And um, that, that, that only lights a fire in everybody, you know, and everybody moving forward, whether how it looks, however it looks, the, the objective in this game is to win. So you got to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing and believe. I I look at it this way. I mean, you know, granted, you got to keep pushing and believe from their side of things. But you, Gary and I talked about this earlier. We had heard that Zedarius had gone to Mike Pettin and said, you know, what you got to turn us loose, dude. And Bill, we talked about this on your show last week. I just I said my spidey sense and said, there's so much praise for the relationship between Lafleur and Rodgers. Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator. You know, the offensive line coach. It just goes on down the line. I don't hear anybody in the defense talking about their coach, talking about Mike Pettin. And, as, and, and you know, as you say, this defense is holding opponents to 19 points, but there's times there where they, they take their foot off the gas. They do not look like a postseason or Super Bowl contender. And Zadarius Smith says that he and Kenny Clark and Preston Smith sat down with Mike Pettin this week. We, we had a chance to talk to the D coordinator. We told him, man, if he could keep it tough for us, man, we would get out to the quarterback. Um, and he did that for us. And as you can see, man, we had a field day today. I think it was eight sacks. Was it eight, seven? You know, um, I think it came to it. You know, everybody was getting a little frustrated, man. We wasn't – wasn't nobody up front having a, the type of year uh, that they want. So, um, we just knew, man, we, we go communicate with them, man, and just keep it simple. I think it was me, KC, and uh, Preston. You know, the year Preston been having, he been doing a lot of dropping. So, Man, as you can see, man, for him to go forward, man, he's been a, a big impact for us, man. And we're just glad, man, that we get the opportunity to do that. So then Bill and Gary went and to for Matt LaFleur and asked them about the defense. You know, Darnell Savage slipping on the turf, giving their tight end Dallas Gutter that wide open 41-yard catch or not getting stops on fourth down. I know, obviously, the fourth and 18, nobody wants that. Uh, but I thought for the most part, you could feel that rush 
getting after the quarterbacks, even they were able to avoid and get out and get loose a few times. But I thought for the most part, it, it sure felt like our defense was was playing aggressive, was playing some tight coverage. And I know there were a couple plays where they had some guys wide open where, um, you know, we, we can't have guys slipping out there. This is our home field advantage is, is just no one, no one Lambo, no one the field. And uh, anytime you get guys slipping, I mean, obviously that's you give up some big plays. And that's exactly what happened on a couple of those where there were guys wide open and uh, you look out there and you see a guy on the ground and uh, we just can't have that. But, um, you know, I thought I thought Mike did a nice job. I think I think, Mike, you know, you look at this team and uh, the guy's been slipping all year long. And I, I don't know if anybody asked him about the surface and what they're doing with it. I know they put in some new turf, but he's right. They should know the surface. They should know what cleats to be wearing, but I've been seeing guys slip all year long on that surface. Yeah. And so the sideline reporters too, Gary, and you know, (laughs) really Fleur's not going to get into that. He's not going to get into that. Uh That's something that good against, or maybe even Mark Murphy's got to talk about because that gets into the field crew. Uh, They've got to be talking about that to themselves this is one of these things where I miss, you know, talking to a guy at the sideline or at his locker or something mm-hmm. about, are you guys yep. changing cleats? I mean, what is going on? So you asked Matt LaFleur about, well, how do you feel now? The Zedarius has told us he went to his, your coordinator on defense. Do you think that, the, you know, what do you think about players coming in and telling the coaches to change the game plan? There's a lot of hours that we put in as coaches and studying the tape each and every week. And certainly uh, the more you can get everybody on the same page, the better, the better off we're going to be. And I'm not saying I, I've always receptive to, to guys sharing their opinion. And, and um, I always tell them, you know, I'll, we'll always listen. I can't guarantee we're always going to do what exactly what you guys want to do. But uh, I definitely think that there is an openness there and that we, we have to be willing to listen. We may hear more about this, Mike, uh, especially defensively as the remainder of the season goes on. But good, good stuff, and I, I know uh, we're going to talk more about it during the week. Yeah, uh, we got Jay Sternberger, Equinemia Sam Brown, evaluated for concussions. Tyler Irvin, your return man, out again this time with an ankle, but yeah. they got Tavon Austin set to go. So that's it. He's waiting in the wings. No, no doubt. Good stuff, Michael. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks there you go, Mike. Cle- you bet. There you go, Mike Clemens. We're going to come back, wrap things up, give you the MVP coming up next in the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Somebody stood out today. That player is the Van Horn MVP of the game. Let's see who Bill and Gary choose from today's game. Brought to you by Van Horn Automotive Group. Locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family born and employee owned. On the web at VanHornAuto.com. Well, I think when you talk about the MVP of the game, Gary, um, I mean, it's a milestone. It's 400 career passes in rarefied air and during a pretty dominating performance. Aaron Rodgers, 25 Mm -hmm. and 34, 294 yards, sacked just a couple of times, three touchdowns, no picks and a 128.9 quarterback rating. I think the most amazing thing is is that he's got the 400, but he's only thrown 88 picks. And unless he throws 12 picks next season, he may never reach the 100 milestone when it comes to interceptions. He's been that accurate. Yeah, much different. Yeah, much different than Brett Favre, right? Right? 
I, I, I mean, <laughs> if if really you look at 400 and the rarefied air that yeah. he's in when you talk about Brady mm-hmm. and Manning and Favre and Marino and everybody, the fact that he, yeah. he, all those guys have way over 100 picks and Rodgers mm-hmm. is only sitting at 8-8, eight and, eight and eight, I, I, I think mm-hmm. that's just astounding. He takes so. pride in that. Yeah, that, that's just that's that's astounding. So uh, the MVP brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive Group, locations throughout Wisconsin and in Iowa. Family born and employee owned on the web at VanHornAuto.com. That is VanHornAuto.com. Your buddy uh, and Wisconsinite uh, Daryl Bevel gets a win today for the Detroit yeah. Lions. They happen to be next up on the docket, man. Yeah, I mean, nice to see him get that win, and maybe he'd be in line for a head coaching job. But they play. I mean. The Bears, anything that go wrong will go wrong with the Bears, and they, they just can't get out of their own way right now. <laughs> I mean, for, for that defense to give up that many points, Bill, is just telling you that they have quit on on, on uh, Matt Nagy. Yeah, I am surprised that Nagy and Ryan Pace made it out of the building with their jobs today. That was yep. just uh, – watching that game and just – I could not fathom. I, I even said if they throw the ball here with Mitch Trubisky, he's an idiot. Just punt the damn mm-hmm. thing away and let your defense win you the game. And I'll exactly. be damned. He dropped him back, and he ends up fumbling a football <laughs> deep in his own territory. I just thought, you know what? That's the Bears, and that's Matt Nagy right there. It should happen to him, yes. Yep. Yeah, he's he'll be out of a job. So that's going to be a big game for the Packers. I mean, they're going to be spirited. They're going to be ready to play, and they mm-hmm. seem to like Dara Bevel. So they're going to get their best. Yep, no doubt. And that, that game sometimes over there gets chippy, too. So it, I, it, It's a weird game in that dome. Yep. It really is. Yep, that sometimes that game gets chippy. So uh, I agree with you. I don't think this is any by by any means a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. Then you get gimmick. the two. Then you get two more at home, and then you. I can't believe we pretty much. I knock on wood. We we're this deep into the. We're twelve games into the season now. Went quick, Seems like yesterday we were just yeah. It flew by. You know, granted in a really weird year, but man, oh man, oh man. Uh, coming up, by the way. Uh, we've got not one, but two Monday night football games tomorrow night. You got uh, Washington on the road in uh, the Steel City of Pittsburgh, and you got the 8-3 and three Buffalo Bills on the road taking on San Francisco, who still has some hope in the NFC. They're trying to hang on sitting at 5-6 five and six, five and six right now, only a couple of games back. So stranger things have happened. Gary, always good stuff, my friend. All right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate there it. There you go. You the man. Gary Ellerson, I'm Bill Michaels. One more time, the Green Bay Packers advance yet again. They push their record to 9-3 with a win of 30-16 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Up next, on the road at Detroit, that is a late afternoon kickoff yet again, a 325 kickoff. Time for us to go. Have a go. See Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.